the mini break, your date podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Friday, September 15th. This is an Oklahoma Tennis Foundation open edition of the podcast. I want to recap everything we saw on day number one of this event. We'll just go from top to bottom through the draw, recap all four of our matches, preview tomorrow's semifinals, backdraw matches as well. Again, what is this Oklahoma Tennis Foundation Open? We've got eight teams of four, two guys, two girls on every team. All of these matches played in the world team tennis format. That means five total sets, two sets of men's and women's, uh, a set of men's and women's doubles, a set of men's and women's singles, and then a mixed doubles deciding set. Of course, because it goes by a total game score, we have the opportunity for overtimes. We have countless opportunities for sudden death tie breaks, given we're playing a nine point breaker here this weekend, that four all point in the tie break, a deciding point. More than anything else, as expected, we knew it was going to be an exciting weekend of tennis. Day one certainly delivered that excitement. Let's run you through all of our matchups, all of our teams, and one more time, all of our results here from day number one on this show. Let's just start at the top of the draw. And before we do, of course, a shout out as always to our dear friends at Tennis Point, tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. I would also remind all of you, our coverage continues tomorrow, 12 p.m. Central Time. Now, hypothetically, I'm not going to use the R word rhymes with train, but there might be a little train in the forecast moving forward. We will do our best to dance our way out of that train. Uh, Of course, if that is the case, we will suspend things a little bit longer. We'll be sure to keep all of you updated on social media as well. But before, you know, again, all of that irrelevant Let's now talk about the tennis here on this show. Let's start at the top of the draw. They were your number one seeds. They were my pre-tournament favorites to capture this event. Oh, my goodness, did Team Samantha Crawford look the part. And I have to say this personally, you're looking at a longtime Sam Crawford fan. She's my age. I'm October 95. She's February 95. Why is that relevant? Because every Colette Lewis piece I read growing up seemed to feature Sam Crawford winning another ITF junior event or Sam Crawford winning the 2012 junior U.S. Open girls singles title. Sam Crawford's a stud. Former top 100 player in the world in singles, top 300 in doubles. Unfortunately, no injuries robbed her of the prime of her career. And now we see Crawford in the college tennis rank. She's one of the assistant coaches now for the Oklahoma State women. The coolest part, though, she's here competing this weekend. Again, this Oklahoma Tennis Foundation Open, a nexus of all the sorts of things we love here at Crack Rackets. You've got the former college tennis greats. You've got the current college tennis athletes. You've got some future college tennis players as well. Really fun field, certainly highlighted by this uh Highlighted, I headlined, that's the word I was looking for, leave it in, headlined by this number one seeded team of Team Sam Crawford. I believe it was like 25-7, 25-8 overall in their first match. Again, five sets played per match, all of those sets up to five, meaning 25 games, the max score any of these teams can produce. They produced a clean cut 25. They win all five of their sets, taking on the all Tulsa team of Mary, uh, Maria Berlanga, Sasha Naherska, Gus Tatambo, Tiago Pernas. Let's start on the Oklahoma State Sam Crawford side of things. First of all, why are these? Why is this team the favorite? It's not because of the guys they have. Yes, Tyler Zink, 
rising fifth year in his final season on the job. Yes. Uh, again, you've got uh, not only Tyler, but you've got Alex Garcia, the fifth year as well. Fellow AG shout out to him. They played good doubles tonight, but as expected, it was all about the women. And I apologize, Westoff, you're going to have to cut this out from the podcast. You can come in. Don't worry about it. We're live. It's, yeah, no, 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 don't worry about it. it. This is the ref's room more than anything else. A little behind the scenes look for all of you as we have our fantastic referees walking in. They're ready to, to get out of here, to go rest, to get ready for tomorrow's action to begin. I suppose you can leave that all in if you'd like, Super Producer Daniel Westoff. Anyways, as good as Zink and Garcia were, and they went undefeated, Tyler, Alex, a 6-3 win, one break of serve in the doubles. I believe Alex, a 6-3, a 6-3 I said 5-3 win, uh, one break of serve for him, def- uh, significance in the singles as well. But it was all about the ladies. I mean, Crawford, Komar were dominant in their double set. And look, Sam Crawford still has the goods. She doesn't, you don't have to move that much, right, in the women's doubles relative to the physicality required for singles. I mean, every, you know, rip ball by Anastasia Komar that was popped up, Crawford was there to put away. She did her job. Keep the ball low, keep it in the middle, force them to pop things up, led the redshirt sophomore at Anastasia Komar, who was unequivocally one of the 50 best players in women's college tennis last season. Let her clean up everything. The sophomore did precisely that. Dominant in doubles were Komar and Crawford. Komar then... She comes over. We interviewed her mid-match. We didn't interview her, but we interviewed her teammates as Komar was playing. Komar eventually comes over for a water break. She looks at her teammates. She goes, hey, do any of you know what the score in this match is right now? That's how dialed in Komar was. That's how dominant she was as well. I believe she dropped just one game on her way to a 5-1 victory. And look, Crawford's the coach. She's been abundantly clear. I'm sitting on the bench whenever possible. Let's let the big dog, Anastasia Komar, take care of business and I don't think her and Tyler Zink are losing a mixed double set all weekend long. And should they find themselves down a game or two heading into mixed doubles? Ooh. We used to call it going nuclear when we'd play Max Rothman and our real anchor, former Michigan varsity tennis player, former top 35 junior in the world, Laura Ukros Tejas. When we played them in our Michigan club tennis format, which is the same as the format here this weekend. That's why I bring up this example. When we were calling out Rothman and Laura, it meant we were going nuclear. It meant we're winning this match at all costs. We did it three times. We did it regional final, national semifinal, national finals. They came in, by the way, in that national final, down two games overall, 6-1 victory to deliver us a national championship. All of that is to say, Team Crawford now has the nuclear option. They have that zinc Komar duo that is just going to be so difficult to beat. And look, more broadly, a lot of Sooners, a lot of Cowgirls, Cowboys here in action. I'm bullish on all these Oklahoma teams, on all the talent we saw across the board. It is a deep group, but a very experienced group as well. And Again, Komar was playing different tennis, all due respect, than the tennis we saw from the Tulsa pairing of Sasha Naherska, Maria Berlanga, Team Crawford, dominant. You know, it was a good win for Garcia, by the way, taking on the big boy, uh, Diego Pernas. It was interesting to watch Pernas play. First of all, it went sleeveless, not something you see every day on a tennis court. Guy is jacked. He has real weapons. I thought it was the physicality of uh of Garcia, excuse me, that ultimately allowed him to advance. But after day one, my thoughts remain the same as coming into the tournament. Team Crawford is the team to beat. Again, when Sam, Komar on the court, 
almost unbeatable. When it's Komar Zink and mixed doubles, that's the nuclear option. Someone call Oppenheimer. This team is fully weaponized and ready to roll Team Crawford through to the semifinals comfortably. Let the record show. You guys couldn't hear it. Again, I'm in the referee room. That got a laugh from the people in the room. So leave the Oppenheimer line in, Westoff. It's all about getting the laughs. Match number two was a really fun one. Again, Team Crawford advancing to the semifinals where they will now face an all-Oklahoma squad. I call them Team AG, Team Alex Galea. Galea, of course, the former Oklahoma standout, was a part of national finalist teams in 2015, 2016. Uh was the man who clinched the first loss for Ohio State in Columbus in like 15 years. So we all know the Galea match, right? That's one of those staples in college tennis history for a nerd like me. It's great to see him back in action. Obviously, his teammates going to carry him all weekend long. You've got Emma Staker, Donna Guzman, and then Nathan Hahn, the rising senior for Oklahoma. I hope we get Komar versus Guzman. I mean, I, those were the two most impressive players in singles, men's or women's side. And look, Donna Guzman, when she's healthy, she's been dominant every college tennis season that she's played. Obviously, that sophomore season, she was coming off of a torn ACL, was never really fully fit. But we saw last year she was the one staple of consistency and what was oftentimes an up and down year in that Oklahoma Sooners singles lineup. There were no doubts uh, today. Just Donna Guzman was dominant in her singles victory. And, you know, again, this team, uh, Team Guzman was taken on Team Seth Moore. The reason that's relevant for all of you. There are a bunch of former collegiate athletes on Team Seth Moore. Moore, of course, pulling off the shot of the day, a tweener winner down the line or maybe even inside out. It was remarkable. But, you know, Seth Moore partnered with Whitney Ritchie. Ritchie, I believe, graduating 2015, also a former Oklahoma Sooner. Her, Seth, both teaching pros in the area. Why is that relevant? They have the best crowd by far. I mean, the noise level supporting Team Moore. It was so exciting. It's what makes this Oklahoma Tennis Foundation event so special. Again, it's a team format. You've got college athletes, former athletes, all these different people in the mix. That said, with all due respect to Team Moore, uh, Seth Moore, Whitney Ritchie, Jackson Ross now at UTSA, Kelly Williford, who won a doubles title on the pro circuit last year. They were just outmatched in every set that they played. And ultimately, they did get a set on the board. They win the mixed doubles set. They force our first overtime session of the event. We can get into the overtime rules a little bit later in our further recaps as overtimes become more relevant. But look, Sooners played some ball. I mean, again, Guzman looked like a top 25 college tennis player looks, was dominant. I think she dropped one game in her match, as she should have, by the way. Uh, I believe she played Kelly Williford. You know, again, in the doubles, her and Staker went up three love. They then lose four consecutive games. They had the crowd completely against them. They did steady the ship. Staker, uh, Guzman ultimately able to take a 5-4 victory. And then, look, on the men's side, it was all Nate Hahn. I believe he five-loved Jackson Rossi soon-to-be UTSA player. And look, the rising senior clinched six matches for the Sooners last year. He was never really tested here today. He was dominant in singles. You have that sort of result. You win the first four sets of the match. It's just really hard to lose going into mixed. And so, you know, again, while things tightened up at the end, it feels like when Team Galea is truly pushed, I doubt we're going to see that duo of Galea Staker in mixed doubles. I bet that's when we'll see Nathan Hahn step in. And, you know, again, tonight the match was in hand. They want to get loose. They want to get everyone repetitions. Everyone on this team played twice. 
that strategy might change for Team Galia moving forward. I know how freaking competitive Alex Galia is. He will be the first person to suggest benching himself uh, prior to um, or should a match call for that. But look, Team Moore is the fans' favorites. I mean, again, Whitney Ritchie, now a teaching pro in the area. The creativity, she's old school, stand in the alley, slice out wide, serve and volley, half volleys. It's fun to watch. Team Moore is a very good team. It's going to be fun to watch them play uh, that all Tulsa squad team Berlanga tomorrow. But, you know, more importantly, main draw now. Team Crawford going to face Team Galea. We'll just go through the matchups very, very quickly here because our super producer, Daniel Westoff, He's got a hard out tonight. He's got other things to do. Shout out to the Big Brother podcast. I believe it's called the the Bitter Juror, right? The Bitter Jury, the Bitter Juror. I forget what it's called. If you're a Big Brother fan and a Mini Break podcast fan, Bitter Jury, that is what it's called. Go check that out. You get to hear Daniel Westoff's voice. If that's not enough to compel you to go check out the show, I don't know what would be. But quickly, let's run through the matchups. Komar Crawford versus Staker Guzman, advantage Crawford. Komar versus Guzman, advantage Guzman. Zink versus Han, advantage Zink. Zink Garcia, Galia Han, advantage Zink Garcia. I mean, mixed doubles is going to be fun. Han and whomever versus Komar and Zink. Honestly, advantage Zink, Komar. They get the advantage in, what, four of those five slots. We'll take Team Crawford, the top seeds. I hyped them up like crazy yesterday. I'm going to stick with that pick. I see Team Crawford getting to the final tomorrow. That's your top half of the draw. Again, Crawford versus Galea, semifinal number one. Semifinal number two is going to be very fun. And our only upset of the day by seed came in the bottom half of the draw. Shout out. And I hope I'm getting his last name right. Shout out to Aaron Marchetti. He's the sort of guy an event like this always needs. Marchetti, an All-American at Virginia Tech back in 1999, a teaching pro in this area who's actually headed to be the next assistant at Virginia Tech. Not only did he play and get the crowd engaged, and not only did he and Justin Schlageter, the Oklahoma veteran, not only did they win the men's double set over Derek Pham, Alessio Basile, the freshman-sophomore combination from Oklahoma State, not only did they win the men's double set, this team pulled off the upset and won the freaking match. And you got to give all the credit in the world to Justin Schlageter. You know, again, he was down in singles, comes back, and I believe earns a 5-4 victory there. He not only plays men's doubles, he plays men's doubles, men's singles, mixed doubles. He missed three easy forehands on three match points early in the mixed doubles. That one got real tricky, but ultimately it was, again, Team Marchetti. Aaron Martinez-Zarolo, the former Oklahoma State player, now teaching pro here in Edmond. Sophia Carrington, the LSU transfer over to Oklahoma State. And Schlageter, the odd sooner out thrown onto this roster. Man, they were fun. And to watch Carrington, who just has weapons. She hits missiles on the return of serve, whether it's women's doubles, whether it's mixed doubles, it doesn't matter. She was outstanding today. Probably the MVP of the performance. All I mean, I know Schlageter played all three possible sets for him, but my MVP is probably Sophia Carrington, who, by the way, earns a sneaky, impressive 5-4 victory over her now teammate, Obi Kajurder, came over from Iowa State, of course, was an all-Big 12 player and really top 50 player in college all of last season. Carrington says, no, no, no. 
Edmonds now my house. She gets a 5-4 victory. That to me was the swing moment where it was like, oh my God. You know, regardless of what happened in the men's singles, I believe, uh, or in the men's singles, excuse me, in the women's doubles where Obi Miyamoto a 5-1 victory, which is what had this match so close. It was 16-all going into mixed doubles. The winner of the final set takes the match. That's when this World Team Tennis format is so exciting when you have that sort of anticipation, when you have that sort of sudden death finish. Again, what a day for Team Marchetti and Shout out to Aaron, who we had interviewed during our show. Maybe Westoff, if you know where that is, you can find that clip. You can cut it, put it at the end of this podcast for everyone to listen to. Now, you don't have to do that, Westoff, because I know you're a busy man. But if you have time, maybe throw that on the end here. It was awesome. The energy in this match is what makes, again, an event like this so special. And look, I mean, this is my first look at freshman Derek Pham to get a victory or to play. I don't remember if he won that match or lost at five, four, but he played Schlageter extraordinarily close, such a physical match again for a freshman to be competing, not for Oklahoma state, but amongst his teammates and in this atmosphere for the first time. Um, I'm glass half full on Derek fam. There's a place for him, five, six singles in a lineup already this season where it would just be a miserable, miserable opponent to face. But 19 year old from Australia, still finding his slide again, Schlageter finding forehands on all positions of the court. Ultimately team Marchetti is through. They've got a tough one tomorrow. Team Mandlick, Mark Mandlick, Alex Martinez, the all Oklahoma duo of Julia Garcia, Ruiz, Romana, Sisovska, dominant i mean again they weren't really pushed in their matchup and with all due respects to their opponent team watling ashley watling caitlin uh, caitlin calkins a couple of former college tennis players ian brax the 16 year old uh boys 16s excuse me easter bowl champion this past year on a naranjo i believe the junior at tulsa they were just outclassed in every set you know again coming out of the gates i thought uh Garcia, uh, Garcia, excuse me, Martinez uh, and Mandlick were locked in for Mark Mandlick coming off of injury. He uh, he should have always beaten Ian Brax. He got up three love, never let that lead go away again in the singles portion of the match. I thought it was a pretty dominant performance uh, from Julia Garcia, uh, excuse me, from Romy Sisovska. And then, I mean, look, I, I just I know I'm spending less time on this match than the others. This, much like the Team Crawford match, was never really in doubt. It felt like in the mixed doubles, Alex Martinez was playing half speed. Like, I mean, they were up a million games going into mixed doubles. The match was never in doubt, but this one was never in doubt. I don't know how else to describe it. And it will be fascinating. Martinez played doubles and mixed. It was Mandlick who got the call up in singles. You look at that matchup tomorrow... They're going to face Justin Schlageter, their teammate in singles. Well, that who is that? You know, again, it's supposed to be a fun event. Oklahoma Tennis Foundation open. We're playing for the kids. We're playing for charity. It's such a fun environment. We're having fun. We're engaging the crowd. I'm a little concerned tomorrow. It's going to get serious between those two. And especially if you play Mandlick against Schlageter. Those are two guys who are going to be competing for a spot in the lineup. Now, I think they're both probably going to end up playing in singles. But dare I say that matchup might get a little real. There are some serious stakes going into that one. So, again, that's a really fun semifinal. We'll do the matchups there, much like as we did the first one. Doubles. Look, if Marchetti and Schlageter win another double set, 
I'm hanging up the microphone. I just don't know this game as well as I should because, again, what a miraculous performance from them today. That said, they will have the crowd. I expect Mart- advantage Martinez, Mandlick. Man, I mean, on the women's side of things, that's just fun battle. Zarolo Carrington versus Garcia Ruiz, Sisovska. I don't think the Oklahoma duo looked particularly exceptional in their doubles earlier today, but I mean, that's a fun matchup. Certainly if it's Carrington uh, taking on Julia Garcia Ruiz, talk about a fun contrast of styles. I don't know Sasovska's game quite well enough to assess that, but I would call women's singles a toss up. <sighs> women's doubles advantage Carrington Zerolo, just because they have them on the court. Singles wise advantage Martinez over Schlageter, probably advantage Mandlick over Schlageter. <sighs> slightest of edges if they play Martinez over Schlageter. Man, mixed doubles is going to be a war. That semifinal just has war written all over it. You know what? No, I'm going with Team Mandlick. I think it's going to be Team Mandlick versus Team Crawford in the final. Those were the two best teams, certainly the two that looked most dominant today. But more than anything else, after listening to this podcast, you better feel compelled to tune in tomorrow again. That perfect nexus. Current, former, future college tennis stars all in action. It's Oklahoma Tennis Royalty, and we get to cover it all. Our coverage beginning tomorrow with our semifinal matches, 12 p.m. Central Time. We'll have our championship match at 7 p.m. as well. I got to give a massive shout out to the entire OTF team. Bill, Bruce, I mean, if I start listing names, I'm going to forget someone and I'm going to be angry at myself. So I'm just going to leave it at everyone. A shout out to everyone here. This is as cool an event, not the coolest because I don't want to you know, leave anyone short, but as cool of an event as we have ever worked at Crack Rackets. And I do not say that lightly. So again, if this has all sounded intriguing to you. Be sure to tune in on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. We'll have coverage at the semifinals, finals tomorrow for all of you tennis fans. A shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, on the ones and twos here on this broadcast and on our podcast. He makes all of the content you see and hear possible at Crack Rackets. Of course, a shout out as well to our friends at Tennis Point, tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. With all of that said, for our fantastic super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the entire Oklahoma Tennis Foundation team, for our friends at Tennis Point, and from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. For those of you who were wondering, that's what it looks like when I record this podcast. But as always, you know what we say. That's the break, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.